And welcome back to the Fantasy Odds Cast. This is take two of our podcast. Um, we recorded for an entire hour, and it didn't record. So we are back for another hour or shorter. Um, this is your co-host, Asia Desai. You have the utmost pleasure of being with my host of this podcast, Jake Perry, our host of the Fantasy Odds Cast. You can follow him on Twitter, Jake Perry 34 How's it going, man? Bro, it's going good. Like we, like you said, this is take two. We already went over this. People, if this if this episode's a little bit shorter than usual, now you know why. And we're also doing some role reversal too. I am today's co-host, Jake Perry, is our host of this podcast. Over this wonderful nice. podcast that we have, the Fantasy Odds Cast. I mean, so Championship Sunday, UFC 257. A lot of bets for the NHL. Well, not a lot. We just have a couple of them, and some bets for the NBA. So, what are we looking like? Yeah, man, let's hop right into it. So, first game of the weekend um, with the uh, NFL uh, Conference Championships, we got Buccaneers-Packers. We already kind of talked about this a little bit before the podcast. We talked about it a little bit last week, but this Packers team is looking pretty damn good. Um, It's going to be hard to beat them right now. Um, You know, their defense is playing at a level better than anything that we've seen this year. Um, Even their, you know, Aaron Rodgers definitely needs a second wide receiver with hands like you know, you and I need oxygen to breathe. Um, you know, seen some drops these past couple of weeks, but uh, he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still putting the ball exactly where it needs to go on every, pretty much every single throw. Aaron Jones is looking like a stud. Um, you know, the stud running back that he is, he continues to just perform. So, on you know, on both sides of the ball, you know, they're playing some of their best football. Um, Kevin King, you know, he's uh, on their defensive side of the ball. He was uh, questionable. Um, so that's that, you know, looks a little tough for them. You know, hopefully he can get back out there. That definitely helps their defense out um, on the on the flip side for the Buccaneers. Um, we got no Antonio Brown this week, but Vita Vea is coming back. Um, so it looks like, you know, while they're losing a little bit on the offensive side of the ball, their defense is, get, you know, fortifying a little bit. Um, but, you know, this is still. You know, Tom Brady's showing no signs of slowing down, really. You know, he did have a stretch earlier off in the year that you and I talked about where he looked, you know, pretty poor passing the ball deep down the field. He didn't look right. You know, everything's back clicking for that team, though. You know, I didn't think they were going to win against the Saints last week, and they, you know, they pulled off the upset. Um, So, you know, it's going to be a damn good matchup. You know, I, you and I both know what I'm looking for. What are you kind of looking for in this game here? I'm looking for, you know, Aaron Rodgers to just be bad man Aaron Rodgers, you know. Um, you know, he's – I think he's going to, you know, go to the uh, – this would be a second Super Bowl. So, you know, I mean, you know, I really think that Aaron Rodgers is going to, you know, play lights out and he's going to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, there's not much I can say. You know, the Packers defense is playing out of their mind right now. You know, Mike Pettin's got that defense coached really well right now. You know, Jair Alexander is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. You have the Preston Bros. Well, no, sorry, not the Preston Bros. The Smith Bros as the pass rushers. Christian Kirksey has been playing there. He's been, he's been the anchor of that defense um, since week one. So, I mean, you know, there's a, there's some chemistry there between him and uh, Mike Pettin when they were in Cleveland. So, yeah, so it works out pretty well for them. Um, you know, it turns out that Mike Pettin was the right call for the defensive coordinator position for them, um, allowing less than 21 points a game. So it's going to be really cool to see what happens. Um, if they can rattle Tom Brady at Lambeau there um, in the frigid cold. And I really think that the Buck. I really think, sorry, not the Bucks. I really think the Packers are going to go and co- um, coast off to, uh, I think it's Miami. Or no, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. So we'll see. Yeah, man, it's going to be a really good game. You know, I think both of these teams are prime, you know, kind of hitting their, you know, their stride right now. They're both playing some damn good football. Um, 
when it comes to the actual like the game bets itself uh, uh, I've got personally I've got Green Bay winning it I do have Green Bay covering the spread which I have it at three and a half it's between three and three about three and four depending on which book you're going through um, I've got the over 51 as well um, you know I, I see this being a high scoring game both of these teams while they do have solid defenses both of these teams offenses can be electric you know they've each got some you know some very high-end talent they're deep teams which have you know where you know scotty miller who some considered to be one of the better you know third string wide receivers to start the year you know he's essentially their wide receiver three this week because of you know and no antonio brown but you know they have guys like ty johnson who had that great catch last week um you know their running backs they've got two arguably starting caliber running backs same with green bay having two or three starting caliber running backs you know this is a damn good matchup it's something that i'm super excited for um when it comes to the individual props that I have on this game. Um, I do have Devontae Adams' first catch over eight and a half yards um, at plus 160. Haven't done a ton of research on whether or not his first catch tends to be over that, but he's averaging almost 12 yards a target this week. Um, I think Green Bay, you know, they're going to rely heavily on their passing attack as they kind of have all year. You know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have 48 passing touchdowns for no reason. They're going to get the ball to Devontae Adams early and often, I think, to be successful. Um, so I can definitely see that. Um, you know, with no Antonio Brown, I think Godwin's going to see an uptick in targets this week. Um, not to knock from those two guys that I already mentioned, you know, Johnson and Miller, but I do think Chris Godwin is one of the more talented wide receivers in football. Um, his drops have been a little bit concerning, at least for me, over the past couple of weeks, but I do think part of that is mostly because, you know, he is still recovering from that thumb surgery. We can't forget that, you know, it was five or six weeks, weeks ago that he had two two pins put in his thumb and he's you know just taking a beating catching footballs on that thumb um, I do think that's part of it I still think that catch that drop quote unquote this past week was a touchdown um, but we won't get into what I think about the uh, survive the catch rule um, you know I think Godwin's got a good chance to score this week um, he's got five touchdowns in his last five weeks you know last week is he didn't score but he does have a two touchdown game three weeks ago um, so I think this is going to be a really good game so I like both of those bets a lot what do you have AJ? Devontae Adams touchdown and um I think that's going to hit any time in the game. So with the value at minus 180, why wouldn't you take that? I would take that all the way. And the second bet that I have is Robert Tunyon, um, over 31 and a half um, receiving yards. Uh, I think Rogers is going to hit him twice or three times. Um, he's going to be able to get that um, get that number all the way up to like 35 or 36. I really think that like it can be like a 15-yard reception and then a 17-yard reception. So um, I like those two bets a lot. So... Um, you know, throwing in the same game parlay and throwing some other options and see if you can get a good payout. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yes, sir. On to our next game, our Bills Chiefs game. Um, this is the thing a little bit more about, um, you know, this is a Bills team that hasn't been in this position in quite some time. Um, Bills fans are definitely happy to see their team, you know, be performing at a super high level again. Chiefs, you know, we obviously they're the returning Super Bowl champions. They went 14 and 2 this year. And, uh, you know, the, there's, there was some controversy last week around Mahomes that hit with the decision to try and have Mahomes run a little bit while dealing with the turf toe injury. Um, but, you know, clearly um, things worked out for them. They won that game, and it looks like Mahomes is going to be starting this week. I think he announced himself today um, that he cleared uh, protocol. I don't know if there's been an official announcement by the NFL yet, but it sounds like Mahomes is going to be a full, full go this week. Um, and, you know, as we talked about before, you know, both of these teams are uber talented, both same kind of deal as we talked about in the last game. You know, two young quarterbacks who have a lot of arm talent, have the ability to get moving with their legs. Young running backs on both teams here who are, you know, still kind of working on the coming into their own. 
in Devin Singletary since Zach Moss is out and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who looks like he will be playing this week. Um, when it comes to the receiving side of the ball, you've got uber-talented receivers, um, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, Gabriel Davis. Uh, so there's a lot of talent on both sides here. You know, this is a good matchup. It projects to be a pretty high-scoring matchup, in my opinion, here. Um, when it comes to how I think this game will play out, I think the Bills have to score early. You know, this is a Chiefs team that comes out swinging. They put teams in bad positions. They like to put teams in bad positions, put teams down early, and they seem to not really give up leads all that often once they take them. Clearly, they finish a lot of games with the leads as well since they do have a good, you know, success record there. Um, Stephon Diggs, you know, I think ultimately he's going to be the, the kind of go-to guy for Josh Allen as he has been all year. Um, I think it's more important to get him going than it is to, you know, you can feed guys like Gabe Davis. You can feed guys like Cole Beasley who've got, you know, who has put up high reception games this year. But ultimately, Stephon Diggs is what really opens up that offense to be as successful as it is. I think personally... Um, Diggs is my prop bet for the week on the Bills side of the ball. I've got him over seven and a half receptions. Um, I think he's going to be a target early and often for Josh Allen. And this is a team that loves to throw the ball all game. So, you know, that's something I definitely think we see. On the other side of the ball, I'm actually fading a Chiefs player a little bit, which is kind of surprising. Um, I've got the Travis Kelsey under. Um, they have him set at 96 and a half receiving yards. This is a Bills team that has done well defending tight ends this year. They're averaging only about 60 yards per game given up. And while Travis Kelsey is a tight end who can kind of put up numbers when no one else really can, even in their last game, he had 67. He only had 67 yards. He did have two touchdowns to go with that. Um, but this is a Bills team that has managed to defend tight ends pretty well this year. Um, so even though you know Mahomes has all the talent in the world and so does Kels, um, I do think that ultimately – um, we see other parts of the offense be a little bit of a bigger factor in moving the ball than Travis Kelsey will be. What do you got for this one? So for my two props, I got um, I got Josh Allen touchdown, and then I got Patrick Mahomes over 15 and a half yards. Let me uh, let me explain these two moves, and I love these moves a lot. Why I don't tell you. Kansas City defense through the air is really stingy. You know, and by stingy, I mean like you got you have players like Honey Badger in that defense. I mean, you know, I mean, that's just one player, I get it, right? But this defense at Arrowhead just plays differently. So, um, you know, there's gonna be come, there's gonna come a time where nobody is open like three or four yards away from the end zone, and it's gonna be third down. And we saw this, I think, um, last week where that was the case, and Josh Allen took it himself. And he got that first touchdown, I think it was. So, you know, it could be it could be that game where, you know, he's going to have an opportunity just to run it in from four or five yards out. So I like Josh Allen touchdown, some plus money value there. So I'll take that bet. And the second bet that I have is no other than Patrick Mahomes over 15 and a half rushing yards. And this is money, you know. Patrick Mahomes has had over 15 and a half rushing yards 10 times this season. Um, I think he also had it in the game that in which he was concussed too as well. Um, he ran and he got, I think he's, he was at like 17 or 18 yards. I got oh, to check that again, but I'm pretty sure he hit that prop in the last game before he went out of it in the first half. So, um, yeah, I would take these two bets. Um, I really think um, both of these bets have a really good chance of hitting. So, again, Josh Allen touchdown, anytime touchdown, and Patrick Mahomes over 15 and a half um, rushing yards. And for the game, 
Um, I really like the Chiefs, minus three. Uh, I like their money line, of course. I mean, it's going to be some outrageous number. Um, probably be under 200 because they're only favored by three. Um, and last but not least, I think these teams will score a lot. So we're going to be seeing the over in this one. Yep, you and I have the exact same things for this game here. Um, definitely, you know, like we've, we've talked about before, it's hard to bet against Kansas City when they look as good as they do. Yes, they've got some injury concerns. Yes, Mahomes is coming back. They're missing Sammy Watkins or potentially missing Sammy Watkins. But ultimately, this is a team that knows how to win regardless of who they put out on the field right now. Um, I think it's also going to be a high-scoring game. I've got the over as well. Um, I know you and I both have talked about, you know, we both think – that while these defenses can be good, playoff football is a different animal, and it's really when we see the offenses shine. So I do think we're going to see some high-scoring games here. So you and I have the same picks for this game as well. Um, so I'm super excited to see how this one plays out. Um, some other plays, I'm calling these my faded plays of the week. These are bets that I have that are plus odds. Um, not going to count them towards the um, – the total if I lose, but I am going to count them if I win because they're my bets and my tweets and I get to make the rules about it. Um, these are long shot bets, so don't necessarily play along with me if you're not feeling the bets. Um, so keep that in mind as I say these. Um, these are typically higher odds as well. So I've got a Marquez Valdez Scantling first catch over 10 and a half yards. If he gets a catch, they typically are deep balls, which is why I'm leaning on that uh, bet. That's plus 100. We've got a Gabriel Davis anytime touchdown. Gabe Davis has uh, is tied for the lead in the NFL in 20 yard touchdown, 20 yard or more, 20 or more yard touchdowns this year through the air um, with four. So he's definitely been a solid deep target for Josh Allen to use this year. Um, so he's at plus 360. We've also got two first touchdowns that I'm betting as well. So we've got the Ronald Jones first touchdown in the Buccaneers-Packers game at plus 1,600. And then the Dawson Knox first touchdown at plus 2,300. So again, don't necessarily play these bets with me. But if you want to, let's see if we can win some money together. Yo, I definitely do like that Dawson Knox. You know, I'm, I actually made... Um, Actually, me and my buddy Austin, we made some money off of it. It was a couple of weeks ago. He actually put, I think, 20 or 50. I can't remember what, the, what it was. It was 10 or 20 bucks, and it was at a plus $1,700 value. And my buddy Austin, I love this guy to death, honestly. Well, not in a homophobic way, but, like, you know, we bet a lot. We're degenerates. And you can follow him on Twitter, Uncle Mike 21 um, Plus $1,700, Jake, 20 bucks. This man, what he does, you remember that? Uh, you remember that video? Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. He, yes. he, he, he posted it when he, when he did that, and and quite, um, and quite, uh, it, it, this is amazing. Like what he did was, uh, he also had an AJ Brown touchdown the week before. He also did the same thing. And I, like every time I see that video, Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust, man. I just break out laughing like I am right now. But like, you know, I I I like those bets. I love those faded bets. I mean, I really like that Dawson Knox bet. I actually might play that with you. And if I if I win that bet, you know, I'm gonna put that in my win column too. You know, even though like you know, obviously, if I lose it, I'm not gonna count it. But if I win that bet, of course, I'm gonna put that in my win column. What do you mean? Like you know, that's some that's some major units right there. So yeah, um, I mean, I'm not. Going full unit bets on these either like these are plus odds so i can you know you can save a little money if you're trying to just like you know not lose too much on it if i throw two bucks on you know on plus 2300 and it hits i make 46 dollars on it 46 yeah that's insane like, come yeah, on yeah i like it i like it you know you could have like two dollar bets like five of those and pick some you know you could pick that dave 
kid Gabe Gabe Davis and um first touchdown even you know Josh Allen likes to give his guys some opportunities so I mean he gave Isaiah McKenzie those opportunities a couple of weeks ago when he had the kickoff return touchdown and two receiving touchdowns so um yeah I mean like I like him you know I like that Rojo bet too I mean that first uh first touchdown you know you never know if um Leonard Fournette gets tired and you know he's at he's in at the goal line at the second down area you know and that's Rojo's territory and he just walks in you know I mean we could be screaming up and down you know it's just two dollars you know I mean you know you have you have some opportunity to make some money here so I mean yeah moving on you know UFC 257 and Abu Dhabi at the Etihad, um, Etihad Arena or Center whatever it is um, a lot of stuff I mean they they were over there earlier at Yaz Marina or Yaz Island um, for UFC 251 I think it is um, but yeah they're back in Abu Dhabi um, and we have a really good card on us. Uh, we got, you know, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. You got, um, you got Dan Hooker fighting. You got uh, Amanda Rebos fighting. What do you like? And what are your bets, man? Let's see, and then I'll go. Yeah, man. So, um, looking at obviously, you know, obviously everybody's focusing on Poirier versus McGregor. You know, they're the superstars. You know, they're the you know Conor McGregor, the notorious. You know, one of the biggest names in UFC history. Um, he's coming, you know, coming back to fight. He wants to get back into the swing of things fighting wise. Um, and as you, as you and I have talked about, um, talked about the last time that we recorded this, you know, he's coming into this fight really calm. He's keeping the trash talk down. And that's scary to me. You know, that scares, scares me, you know, when a guy comes into a fight so confident and so calm. And obviously a lot of it is just the fact that these two fighters respect each other a ton. They have a ton of respect for each other. You can watch, if you watch the weigh-ins, you know, it looks like Poirier gave McGregor some hot sauce and then they just posed together for a picture. Like it was just really cool to see. Um, but these are two guys who have gone at it before. McGregor had the best of that fight, but it's been some time since that. We've seen a lot of development out of each fighter here. I do think McGregor is going to take the fight as he is favored to do. Um, but, you know, you can never sleep on Poirier. Um, as we talked about, there's a there's a FanDuel boost this week. Um, there's two, actually, one for each side of the fight. So there's a boost for McGregor. Um, it's one of Pat's, uh, Pat McAfee's picks of the week to boost um, a first or second round KO or TKO out of McGregor. Um, they boosted that into plus odds and then Poye in general winning by a TKO or KO has been boosted to like plus 750 on FanDuel so those are some things to keep in mind um, I do I will lean McGregor here I'm, I'm gonna take the boost I'm not gonna take a, a straight bet on it just because plus 310 that's in the territory where I just don't start to see the return um, that I'm looking for on the bet so I'm fading it a little bit but you know with those boosts out there those are definitely things you have to consider um, when we look at the next fight between Hooker and Chandler um Chandler is definitely, you know, he's got some power. He's definitely, you know, this is UFC, de UFC debut. He's got a lot to show out here. Hooker has the size advantage. He's four inches taller. He's got a four-inch reach advantage. Um, but we see Chandler being, you know, a little bit of a better grappler. Um, he's he definitely, you know, he averages more takedowns per fight. He averages more submissions per fight. His accuracy on his takedowns is better. You know, I think Hooker's got a little more power, uh, a little more knockout potential there. But this is going to be a really good fight. I'm actually leaning Chandler as the underdog. As much as I love Hooker, um, I love watching him fight. I think Chandler's got a lot of potential here, and he's going to have a chip on his shoulder with it being his first UFC fight. Um, I think so. I think we're going to see him come out and take this one. Um, the other fight that you and I are super intrigued in is Amanda Rebus versus uh, Marlene Rodriguez. It's Marlene, right? Am I crazy on that? I think it's Marina. 
Marina, sorry. Um, you know, so these are two obviously super skilled fighters. Rodriguez is coming off of her last two fights being a loss and a draw, whereas we see Rebus coming in on, a, I believe, a five-fight win streak, if not longer. Um, yeah, a five-fight win streak. I was right. Um, and she's undefeated in the UFC to date. Um, that last fight we saw her versus Paige Van Zandt, it was a quick, you know, quick submission. Got that one over with quick. Um, I don't think that you can underestimate either of the fighters here. Um, I think while Rebus tends to be a little bit more of a grappler, a little bit, you know, more controlled in her actions, whereas we see Rodriguez, who's much more of a traditional striking fighter, um, you know, obviously has a lot of power um, in that, in, in her frame, you know, like we talked about before too, these are 115 pound females who could kick the living shit out of both of us. Um, and myself as a 185 pound male, I don't always necessarily like to admit that, but let's be real here. These fighters are professionals for a reason. Um, they're two great fighters here. I'm personally leaning Rebus in the fight. Um, I, I like what I see out of her. I think the matchup plays well to her strengths. Um, she does have a reach advantage as well, even though she is three inches shorter. Um, so I got Rebus in this fight as well. Again, this fight, it's minus 330. It's odds that I don't necessarily love a ton, um, but I still am. I'm, I might bet this one just because I'm a little bit more confident um, in Rebus taking this one but what do you got for those fights so um if i look at the slate or card or ufc card they call it a card i love it you know dana white's put together a, a tremendous card um card so look at this man i mean you got of course for the main event you got dustin poirier and you got conor mcgregor um i'll keep this short because this is take two of our podcast um I really think Conor McGregor is just going to go in there in the first round and just smack on Dustin Poirier because, you know, looking at this fight, you know, you mentioned and I mentioned it earlier before we or, um before we started recording this podcast, Conor McGregor is as calm as I've ever seen him, man. And like <clears throat> the 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 history doesn't fade calm fighters. People that, you know, um, smack talk a lot, and granted, you know, Conor McGregor has won a lot of fights in which he's, you know, talked a lot, you know, and, like, you know, he's, he's gone up against guys like Floyd Merriweather, where he did talk a lot, and he did lose those fights because he gets gassed, because, you know, Floyd Merriweather, he could go to distance, but, you know, looking at this fight, you look at the ability, and, um, I'm not, I'm not gonna knock on Poirier or Dan Hooker or anything, like, the last opponent that Poirier had was Dan Hooker, and I think, um, if you correct me if I'm wrong here, Jake, I think Dan Hooker won, or was it Poirier? Poirier won. Poirier, po Poirier won. So, Poirier won. I do believe but, it went to decision, though, so yeah. it, was, it was a close fight. It was a good fight. So, it was a close fight. It was a good fight. It went to decision, just like Jake said right now, but, you know, you're going into the ring or the octagon with against Conor McGregor. And Conor McGregor, he is one of the best um, fight, uh, fighters out there, MMA fighters out there. And like I mentioned, calm, consoled. We saw a video with him on Stephen A. Smith. Man's talking like he's very confident. And Jake said it perfectly. You could be scared. You could be hella scared against a confident man. You know, we haven't been seeing any smack talk. I mean, like, there's going to be a little bit some here and there, like, you know, as they're looking at each other's faces when Dana White's in the middle, but, like, he's not going to be in the middle in the octagon. So, you know, there hasn't been as much of smack talk as we expected. You know, like, if you look back to, like, Nate Diaz's water bottle fiasco, you know, uh, a couple years ago when Conor McGregor fought him and Conor McGregor beat him that uh, that day. 
you know? And now, like, this this fight, man, I'm excited. You know, Conor McGregor's just going to knock him out. Next fight, Amanda Rebus and Mar- uh, Marina uh, Rockridis. I'm a big fan of Amanda Rebus, and like Jake mentioned, again, like, if I was in the octagon with these two women, I think I would probably just take a kick to the gut and just die right there. Because, like, you know, if I, I, I saw something on Thousand Ways to Die. If you were kicked hard enough in the stomach, like right, like right below your rib cage, like right in the center, and right below your chest and your heart, some organ like just takes a beating, and then you just die right there on sight. It's just like getting hit with a soccer ball in your stomach. It has to be right in the right spot uh, for your spleen to give out on you. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, these two women fighters, I, I respect at a really high level. Amanda Rebus is fa- uh, favored in this by over 300. I mean, I'm not knocking on... I, I use this word knocking a lot, but I'm not knocking on a, um, Marina Rodriguez, man. She's a hell of a fighter. But I got to give my edge to the to the gal that's won five MMA fights in a row in the Uf- UFC. I think she takes it down. and uh, I, I, I think she takes her down in the first round. And there's a boost there or uh, by submission. It's plus 330. Amanda Rebus, I'm going to throw 10 bucks on that. 10 to win 33. And the last fight, I think it's Michael Chandler. I think Michael Chandler wins that fight against Dan Hooker. He's going to have a lot of mo- uh, momentum on his side. His first UFC fight, and he's going to be he's going to be motivated to win. And um, Hooker lost his last fight. Of course, he's going to be motivated to win. But, um, of course, I really like the underdog in that. I really like Michael Chandler. And we'll just see what happens on Saturday. Yeah, man, it's it's exciting. You know, we I as we talked about, I love UFC. You love watching the fights. It'll be a good time. Have a couple drinks here and there. See how those nights play out. Other games we got on the slate. So I've got a few NHL bets uh, for this week as well. Um, for tonight specifically. Um, so if you're catching the podcast live, you'll get these bets. If not, you'll listen to them in the future and realize that Jakey was either very right or very wrong. Um, so I've got the Predators and Stars over. Um, as we've seen early on this season, games tend to be high scoring as teams are getting into the swing of things. And being that this is Dallas's first games out here, I wouldn't be surprised to watch them give up a four or five spot here. Um, so as these come in, um, the Stars, you know, while they do have a lot of talent, they've been dealing with some COVID stuff. So hopefully that's over for them. But I can see this being a pretty high scoring game. So um, keeping an eye out for that. Um, one game I am projecting the under on is the Sabres and Capitals game. Last time these two teams faced off, uh, they only put up a combined three goals. The Capitals are missing four of their best players um, due to COVID and every and other things that are going on. So they're going to be missing them for a few games. Um, so I can see this being a lower scoring game. Um, in general, just, you know, anytime Ovechkin's off the ice and isn't in a game, it seems like it's going to be lower scoring. So I'm taking the under on that. Um, depending on your book, that's between five and a half and six. Um, try and find it at six. It always helps to have those, ex- you know, that extra cushion there. Um, so we're leaning the under there. And then a bet that AJ and I both kind of like as well is the Blackhawks and Red Wings over. Um, the Blackhawks have been giving up five goals a game um, to, to start the season off. So obviously not doing so hot there. Um, that being said, um, they do have looked better as of late. Um, their offense has been clicking a little bit more. It seems like they're starting to get their stuff together a little bit. Um, but versus a Red Wings team that has, you know, has some boomer bust potential in their lineup here. Um, 
ultimately, I do think that the you know the I do think the Blackhawks are probably going to lose this game. But with the over under set at six and the Hawks are averaging five of that themselves, it seems like it's hard you know hard for that bet to miss right now. So we are going to play um, probably play the uh, the over in that game as well. So I know you've got our NBA slate ready for us. So what do you got going on over there? So, man, for the NBA, man, you know, I love your hockey bets. I mean, you picked my Kings, so I love you for that. So, I mean, a lot of guts when you pick the L.A. Kings headed by Philip Anschutz. So, we call him Anschutz and not Anschultz. He's pretty a shitty shitty owner in the NHL. He doesn't really do much for his team. So, I mean, you know, I mean, he, d- he did draft Byfield, but, I mean, like, you know, who wouldn't if with the second overall pick? But, anyways, going back to the NBA slate, I love my NBA picks, but it's been shaky this year. Um... So what I got is I got the Nets, minus 7. I really think they're facing the Cavs again. The Nets are not going to cower to the to the, um, to the Cavs again. All right, Colin Sexton is not going to have a night that he did. He had 47 points, I think, that night. Uh, I don't think he does that again. It's really hard for NBA players to do that again. Um, I think maybe he has like 28, 29 points um, and puts up a fight. But, you know, with James Harden, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan, and newly acquired James Harden, um, well, I already said that, sorry. So Kyrie Irving, KD, DeAndre Jordan, newly acquired James Harden. Kyrie corrected myself there. Um, you know, it's just a good team. You know, I mean, like, uh, a lot of people have questions on how they're going to, like, you know, um, fare well with the ball distribution. But, I mean, it was really two, two really good games with James Harden. And, you know, Kyrie Irving came back after disappearing. And I have a theory that, like, they told him to fuck off for a week so they can get the James Harden contract done and deal done. And, you know, it, to me it makes sense um, because, you know, you got to move the spotlight to acquire someone to give them the spotlight. And then you bring back your elephant back in the house. So... Um, with that trio and with the center like DeAndre Jordan, I really think the Nets win by over seven, seven points. I think Jake fell out of his chair, but I hope he's okay. Um, uh, no, I, I dropped my phone. Oh, damn. All right. Oh, just making sure you're okay, man. I love you. Um, but, um, for my second pick, what I got is, is our Chicago Bulls, man. Let me tell you something about the Chicago Bulls, folks. This team is playing with a lot of fire. They're playing with a lot of heart. They're playing with a lot of charisma. And that says something coming from a Lakers fan. I'm a Lakers fan. I was born in LA, and man, like I, I when I when I read the Bulls when they got Billy Donovan, man, breath of fresh air, you know. And in that in that Chicago Bears organization, it doesn't matter who owns these teams because you know at the end of the day, when they make that decision to get and pluck these bad seeds out of their organization, they grew some balls, they grew some cojones, whatever you want to call it. And they made the move to get Arthuris Karnasovas. And then he made the move to go out and get Billy Donovan. A person that has had a seasoned career in OKC. And built a great team and great finals contender with Sam Presti. One of the best GMs in the league. But now you have Arthuris Karnasovas who could be uh, an uprising GM in the league. And let me tell you man. Zach Levine who's averaging... 27 and a half points a game. He's playing good. Laurie Markinen is playing excellent. You know, he's playing out of his mind. And, you know, a lot of people were screaming to trade Laurie Markinen for a better player. But, like, no, he's playing a lot better, you know. And, of course, Wendell is out tonight. But, you know, Dad Young has been playing good. Otto Porter has been playing good. So, I mean, you know, again, Billy Donovan's got this team playing really well um, against um, the Hornets. Oh, sorry. Um, 
well, yeah, Hornets tonight, and the spread is three and a half. I got the Bulls three and a half, and this is a good game tonight. It's going to be, tip-off is in about an hour here. Bulls are playing their former person who got them six championships. Michael Jordan is the owner of the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, this is a good game to, to actually go out there and go win go play this game and if you remember the remember last year's game it was against the hornets zach levine it was a crazy rebound offensive rebound zach levine goes to the corner and he moves over and he hits this buzzer beater i don't know if you saw that jake a year ago it's a, it was a faint memory when jim Bo uh, when jim boylan was uh, coaching our chicago bulls but you know um you know lots of memories when the bulls play the hornets so and definitely with michael jordan um owning them so uh, give me the Nets minus seven and the Bulls three and a half. Sorry, folks, I dragged, but I love my basketball bets and I hope you take them um, because here at the Fantasy Oddscast, me and Jake, we care. We really care about, you know, not making our money, but we really care about helping other people out and winning their bets. So, Jake, take it away. Anything else you have to add? Yeah, man. So um, the other, a few other bets that I'm playing this weekend, um, mostly outright winners. So I bet four or five different outright winners in the American Express Open that's going on right now on the PGA Tour. Um, so I've got, uh, I threw money on Tony Finau, Max Homa, or Hama. I actually don't know how to pronounce his name now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, Patton Kazire, uh, as well as Francisco Molinari and Siwoo Kim. Um, these are golfers who are playing some really good golf right now. You know, the tournament kind of play is playing to their strength. Um, we've got Kim currently sitting tied for first place. Finau currently tied for second. Um, we've got Hama currently tied for 10th. We have um, Kazire currently tied for 17th. Um, all of these guys, you know, have the potential to go off at any time and, and win. Um, so, you know, when it comes to golf betting, a lot of it is luck-based and just kind of hoping that the – the first two rounds or if you bet pre you know before the tournament even starts you know kind of hoping that guys get hot um you know we've seen some guys start really hot this year and, and then slow down in tournaments so there's always some things to keep an eye on the key with the golf betting in my opinion is just you know understanding that there are analytics in golf now and understanding how to read those analytics and figuring out which courses are kind of built towards the golfers that are playing there's a lot of research that you can do into it. It's something I'll cover a little bit more as the season progresses a little bit, kind of how I think and place a lot of my bets um, when it comes to golf. So those are a few other things that I've got. Um, a couple other things that I'm going to be interested in keeping an eye out for this weekend, um, the continued hiring of coaches in the NFL. Um, as we kind of went over in the last podcast, um, different coaches are looking at different opportunities. Um, we, it looks like the, the Colts offensive coordinator is going to be hired as the Eagles head coach. Um, the Bears are promoting Sean Desai from safeties coach all the way up to defensive coordinator. Um, the Texans are interviewing Jim Caldwell and Josh McCown, uh, former Bears quarterback, for their coaching positions. So, um, you know, keeping an eye out this weekend, there's a lot of, you know, interesting job openings. It looks like Matt Patricia is going to be returning to the, the Patriots coaching staff going back to Belichick. So, you know, a lot of interesting stuff this weekend. But, AJ, I'll let you take it away and wrap it up for us. Hell yeah, man. You know, a lot of things are going on. You know, Sean Desai was hired. You know, I'm, that is my mom's stepsister, and that is my step-uncle. So, really cool. We don't talk that much, but it's pretty cool. So, I mean, like, if anyone is a Bears fan, I mean, hopefully, if I can get into contact with my step-uncle and see if we can get some nice tickets in the United Club or, or even a suite level, um, Jake, you're more than welcome to come to Chicago Bears Stadium, and we could 
have a great time, have some good brewskis, and chill and watch the Bears win. I mean, you know, we're Bears fans, and we just want them to be good. So, anyways, you know, guys, we appreciate you for listening for listening to the Fantasy Oddscast, man. I am your host, Asia Desai4, and my co-host is Jake Perry. You can follow him on Twitter, JakePerry34. We'll see you all next week. Jake, you can take it from here. Stay home, stay comfy, guys. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.